Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius, along with our executive producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, two-time National Brisket Championship titles of the Chest to Chest Invitational, Andy Groneman. He is the pitmaster hey, hey. of Smoke on Wheels. Coming up, returning guest, Nick Broughton. He has got chiggercreek.com. Check that out, chiggercreek.com. They are coming out with some, oh God, I'm about to say the word that's going to get Andy's attention. They're coming out with some bourbon wood chips. I thought you were going to say smoke cocktail kits. Uh, that's next. And they're putting together <laughs> a smoke That'll cocktail really kit. Yes. But I thought the word bourbon would wake you up over there. It always does. But anyway, Nick Broden, just a great guest. Uh, we're going to have him back on the show and talking about different kind of woods to flavor up and do all kinds of wonderful things. This is high level stuff here, by the way. It is. It's... It really is. And also speaking of high level stuff, we're going to be bugging Andy about injecting stuff. Yes. And I mean legal injecting stuff. This is a barbecue store show. So we're going to be talking. I've got all kinds of thoughts on that. We'll just. <laughs> Just we'll go with dive that. right in. Cool. What cool. you mean? You have thoughts on the legality? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. different injection again. Something for another segment. All right. So uh, <laughs> before the show started, T Bone handed Andy a piece of paper and he goes. Ask Dave these three questions. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like that. No, it's that's like exactly no, how you did like it. That. And let me just say, nothing good can happen from asking Dave three, two, one questions. Nothing good. But go ahead, Andy. What do you got? All right. So here's the deal. Okay. Oh, Insider. And this, so last week, and let's just preface this, last week. This article you, is all I, over the internet. I got my first MSN.com um Survey. Survey. Right. About and, uh, ice fishing. And I, and I have to say, I failed miserably. I was way too high on my You weren't even assumption. close. Not even close. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not going to force you to take a 228,000-person survey. No, the insider just asked Rodney Scott what three flags a pitmaster looks for when dining at a barbecue restaurant. Red flags. Oh, red so, flags. So knowing that you're... Uh, New Year's resolution for the last at least two years has been <laughs> eating eating at barbecue restaurants. What Actually, are your, yeah, you know what? Who could be more qualified? Exactly. So I'm expecting a like completely qualified answer here. What are the three red flags when you go to dine for barbecue? What are the things that make you go, oh, this can't be good? You know what's bad is I have a I have a buddy. His name his nickname is Bobo. Okay, his first name's Bob. We call him Bobo. One day he sent me that those three things, and I think I got most are all wrong, but he told me what it was, and I'm sitting here trying to remember what it was. I want to say you don't want to see a smoker when you walk in. You don't want to see a smoker? No, no, no. That that would just put me off if there was actually a smoker at the barbecue well, restaurant. I, would, I like to see a smoker and smell smoke. Okay, okay so, then do you so want to reverse not that? seeing one is a red flag for you. That's not for me, but for the article he said. I'm trying to remember what he told. I'm going to go with cleanliness, okay? Yeah, go with yours. 
Cleanliness is one of them. That would be a turnoff. All right. So you don't want to see it clean. You want a dirty barbecue? No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm joking. Let's go, Andy. This place is clean. (laughs) No, when you want a barbecue joint, you want to, especially you want to see that pit. You want everything all gross and dripping. Uh, No, No, you you want it clean. You want it clean. And by the way, I have a little test for, for cleanliness in restaurants and bathrooms. If I walk into a restaurant bathroom and it's not clean, I'm not happy about that. No. You know, because if you can't, it's just one of those things. Okay, so is cleanliness one of them? No, actually, <laughs> no, no. This is this is just yours. This yeah, isn't just, like right or wrong. This is yours. I'll tell you what. Rod, this isn't a right or wrong thing. Oh. It's just his three red flags. I want to know yours, and then I'll tell you what Rodney's are. Okay, okay. Uh, no pressure. Cleanliness. Um, oh gosh, what what? Uh, I want to. I want to smell smoke. I want to smell. Um, oh, oh gosh, T-Bone just gave me the time size, so now I'm going to press. We're talking with Dave Caius here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, things I don't want to see. Um, food on the floor, but that kind of goes with... Yeah, with that's the, the cleanliness. That's the thing. cleanliness. Um, I don't want to see... All right, so I heard you want to see a pit, So, and then you said smoke. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I don't want the restaurant completely filled with smoke, so I no, can't. No, that'd be a that'd be a bad sign. That would be a bad, <laughs> smoke detector going off every time. <laughs> all right, all right. So here's the deal. Okay, you you got essentially two out of the same three that that sort of Rodney Scott, James Beard Award winning pitman. Well, okay, but, he is a, a award winning. But a, no, here, so here's his three. Dave. You got to hear these. I'm Dave that tells jokes if, in Albany, Missouri. His, Give me a his, break. His three red flags are if he doesn't see a pile of wood. Oh, I should have thought of that. Wood. Yes. You got to have wood. You got to see wood. If he doesn't see a pit anywhere. Yeah, but you got to see a that, pit. Because that means it's been brought in from somewhere else. And then if he doesn't smell smoke. Yeah. Those three are the big red flags. And then the location, right? So the like the fourth flag, if you were going to say there was another one, it's like, where's the thing located? Is it in a barbecue mecca or, you know, is it in a place that you're not going to find good barbecue? You know, there, there's a place in Boise, K- Idaho <laughs> is known for their barbecue. There's a place in KC called Woodyard Barbecue that got their start supplying wood for barbecue places, yeah, sure. not their own. I've bought wood there. Yeah. And and when you get out of the car, you instantly smell the smoke. You you see you, you know you see the smoker, and then if you're in the back parking lot, you just see wood everywhere, and it's like heaven. It's absolutely heaven. So the interesting thing is, I was just talking to you guys off the air about a new place that opened that I went to, right? Yes. And I didn't see any wood. Oh. I didn't see any smoker. Oh. And I did not see any smoke. And you didn't really care for it either, did you? Uh well, it 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 it'd go over in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I've had some pretty darn good barbecue in New Jersey, though. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, gotta, I shouldn't I've say that. Say. I've never been to New well, That's not true. I have been to New Jersey. I have many never New Jersey had friends. Never barbecue in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Sorry, New Jersey. <laughs> Somebody's going to be making a blanket apology on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Just joking. Well, okay. I, I like those. I like that. You know, I'm glad that guy learned from me, whatever his name was. 
Time now for our Ask Andy segment, which we, of course, run out of time for. Sponsored by our February barbecue sauce of the month, Smoke on Wheels, Pork Marinade and Injection, 16-ounce. T-Bone, what do you got for Andy? I'll get to this one real quick. Steve in Illinois. Well, really quickly. Not in New Jersey? The, what did no. Steve say? Yeah, he says his food chars on the outside before it cooks all the way through. What's the deal? What can we do for him? Well, uh, if it chars on the outside before it cooks through, my guess would be he is running his fire a little bit too hot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, did he say what kind of cooker? He just said my charcoal. food chars. So it's charcoal. So that charcoal fire, it's fine to run it hot, but you either want to run it in two zones so that you have a hot zone and a cool area so that you can get the char and the color that you want. And then you roll it to that cooler zone. And, and the key there is radiant heat and not radiant heat. So having the coals directly under you and then having a space where you're getting the heat from the chamber, but not the coals. Um, you don't get that browning with that. So if you just lower your temperature a little bit by either restricting air, using a little bit less fuel and build a two zone coal bed in your, in your charcoal pit, have the coals piled up on one side and have an area where they're free on the other. Yeah. That, yeah, he really is smart. So, so not only is it, (laughs) you, you got to know your pit and you know, know where those zones are. Right. You sometimes have to create your own, create your own zone. Your own, your own zone. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for the question. We're going to send you smoke on wheels, pork marinade, and injection 16 ounce. Coming up, we're going to talk about wood. We got Nick Broughton with chiggercreek.com about how to make your barbecues even better. That is coming up next right here on Barbecue Radio Network. love food and when you love food you love finding new flavors to explore new techniques to try and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it old hickory pit smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant quality barbecue right in your own backyard old hickory pit smokers are made in the usa visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll free 800-223-9667 Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Caius, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. Returning guest, Nick Broughton. He's got Chigger Creek Wood Products. Check him out at ChiggerCreek.com. That's ChiggerCreek.com. Over there in Macon, Missouri. Nick, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me back on. How are you all tonight? We're good. Oh, wonderful. We're good. We're we're scurry and not all there together as usual. And but I wanted to start out with your feature product. You've got a sweet and smoky Ozark wood chips. Would you would you start off talking about that, Nick? Absolutely. Yeah. So we uh, we produce and manufacture uh, all natural hardwood uh, wood chips. It's all for barbecue purposes. So. You know, we've got a, a whole slew of flavors there, everything from apple, hickory, cherry, pecan, and so on. And uh, it's all produced. Uh, most of the wood is all sourced in Missouri here. We try to keep it local. 
And uh, our big thing is is keep things clean and fresh and bring value to the customer. So we try to everything in our bag. We try to make sure it's clean and usable, and uh, we believe that that makes for a better end product and a, and you know a more a better experience uh, for barbecuers and smokers yeah. alike. It absolutely does. Um, the clean wood keeps your keeps your fire better. It keeps your smoke from getting sooty. Um, yeah, definitely important when we're talking about the different types of wood and we've got, you know, folks that might be using a a Weber kettle or, or maybe they're using a full offset. So anything from, you know, a split down to a, a wood chip, what from, a from all of the different types, cause you've got, you know, cherry, apple, pecan, oak, and, and blends and the different woods, if, if I'm just going to try and add some depth or some dimension to say my just Weber kettle from a heat perspective and a flavor perspective, what do the different woods do for me? Where's what's kind of the, the overarching thing I can do there with hardwood versus fruit wood or flavors and. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so the tried and true, I mean, is hickory. I mean, that goes back, you know, centuries almost. And that's one of the most trusted woods. There, there's also apple and, and the cherries and peach and pecan. I mean, it, it's all, I always tell people, if you're not used to it, just start trying it and try with a little bit to begin with. And then there's also kind of depending on what you're smoking. You know, if you're using cooking beef, like a brisket or something, it can take a lot of smoke. It's a huge piece of meat. And so a lot of guys will use heavier wood, such as hickory and oak and maybe even mesquite. So um, when you talk about pork, we're doing ribs or we're doing a pork butt or even chicken. Then you might want to start with some lighter woods. That's where a lot of folks will use apple or, or cherry or even a combination of those. Um, so the the traditional woods of hickory and mesquite and oak, those are going to give you more of a smoke profile and be, you know, they can be overpowering yeah. if you use too much. But um, Yeah, so like kind pork of, ribs you know, for me, I always go straight to cherry for that color and sweetness. And, and then I usually will blend with a pecan or an oak uh, to get, a little of that nutty smokier profile mixed in. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it changes from how you were brought up in barbecue and, you know, nowadays there's so many tutorials and, and good content out there on the internet and YouTube. Um, lots of guys like Andy have, have been out there putting out content so people can kind of <laughs> see different ways to do stuff. And, um, you know, it's all about your personal preference and I just encourage everybody to try them all. So I saw you guys have grapevine available too. What do you typically use grapevine for? Grapevine is going to be kind of in the middle of the road of everything. It's not overpowering or anything. I would compare it almost to kind of like Oak and pecan. It's not real strong. It's not, it's not going to overpower anything, but it's just a mild wood to use. And it's good on just about anything. Um, a lot of folks will, will add that, you know, they might be using hickory. They might throw in a couple pieces of grape. It'll add a, a sweetness element to it. Um, it's kind of one that flies under the radar a little bit, but it's very good. I think that that would probably be one that you could get away with using in your charcoal grill easier because you'll be able to control that burn a little bit. You don't have to chips obviously are, are great for that quick hit of smoke. I usually, if I'm, thinking about using chips it's probably for fish or something that's going to really 
need that quick hit of more intense smoke because the chips are going to burn faster. But a chunk, um, you know, takes a little bit longer to start and you get that smoke over time. But those grapevine pieces, I imagine they can probably, again, fit in the middle there and give you some of that quick hit type smoke, but burn a little longer so you don't have to maintain them as much. Definitely, yeah. And the chips, that was a great point. I mean, they're smaller, uh, you know, quarter inch to half inch size. And you can, you know, sprinkle those out over your charcoal if you're using a Weber grill, perhaps. Um, just sprinkle a few of those out and they'll ignite fairly quick and, and get you that quick smoke like you're referring to. So if you're going to do like a, a filet of salmon, what's your favorite uh, chip blend for, for something like a salmon filet? Well, I love salmon filet, and that's man, you're getting me excited right now. But if I was doing that, I'm going to go with some sugar maple. It's another one that kind of flies under the radar. It's it's kind of sweet, got a little bit of smoke flavor to it, and it's just not going to overpower anything. And I would throw some wood chips on there, and you know, a little brown sugar, and, and do some other stuff with that salmon. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites is smoked salmon. So we're talking with Nick Broden. He's Sugar Creek Wood Products. Check him out. SugarCreek.com. Nick, I got the dumb question of the day, which only I'm capable of asking this question. Uh, but it, it, it's the middle of winter. You don't feel like going, you're not one of those hearty outside cookers. Can you take your wood chips and put them in the stove when you're cooking things and get some smoke flavor or am I an idiot? And don't answer that last part. <laughs> I'm not going to answer the last part. <laughs> I'm not going to recommend doing that. I'm sure there's people that have done that, but I would not recommend it. Um, Even it like water or something like that, it just it's just not going to work. No, I wouldn't okay. recommend. It. I wouldn't recommend you know and, use soaking wood chips either in water. Yeah. yeah, and I would say you don't want to smoke or soak them in water because then you're you're essentially making they're going to not burn cleanly and you're going right. to get that weird sooty flavor if you did that and and don't yeah, you yeah you're basically gotta go ahead go ahead nick. go ahead no go ahead nick yeah you're gonna you're gonna boil all that moisture out of the out of the soaked wood chips before it actually ignites and starts burning so that's kind of an old myth too that we try to tell people not to do i mean you want to get your wood on there and you want it to ignite cleanly and get you that thin blue smoke that everybody's looking for you know if you've got a big old puffy you know, like a like a train going down there with smoke coming out. That's not exactly what you're looking for, right? Because that that just overpowers it, right? Yep. So no smoking, Correct, yeah. no soaking your chips or chunks. No, so I used to soak. I don't soak anymore, and I will not put any in the stove, which I've never done, by the way. But I, I when we were going to have Nick <laughs> Nick on as a guest, I just thought, well, it's winter. I don't want to go outside. Can I just stick it in the stove? And Nick has just said, as much as he wants to sell his product, even Nick's going, David, don't be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> your words, not mine. <laughs> if it's not mine, somebody else is going to say it around here. We're talking again with Nick Broughton. He is Chicker Creek Wood Products out of Macon, Missouri, just, I believe, north of I-70. I've been there before. And you want to check out his website. Great product. This is going to make you a better barbecuer. I'm going to tell you right now. ChiggerCreek.com. ChiggerCreek.com. You know, we are all about helping you become a better backyard barbecuer. And we're going to be back with Nick Broughton. Coming up next, right here, as we're talking about ChiggerCreek.com on Barbecue Radio Network. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention.
If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius, along with our producer T-Bone and my co-host, award-winning pitmaster Andy Groneman. And we've got on this week's show, Nick Broughton from Chigger Creek Wood Products. You want to check this out. This will elevate you. I'll guarantee it to be a better backyard barbecuer. Check out his products at chiggercreek.com. Nick, um, just a quick question, because I, I don't know the first time we had in the show if I, if I asked you this, but... How did you go? I assume you were a backyard barbecuer doing wood chips and all that. How did you go from that to having a company? Well, man, I want to tell you, when I first started barbecue and I screwed up so much, (laughs) my wife was looking at me thinking, you're wasting all this money and ruining these ribs. What are you doing? So right then, I knew I had to figure this out. And uh, Chigger Creek was actually a smaller existing business. And I knew the guy. And uh, my family and I approached him, and uh, we ended up working out a deal and taking it over about seven years ago now. And uh, ever since then, my passion just grew and grew and grew, and and I've met a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people that can cook a lot better than me, and uh, learned a few things over the years. And uh, now I want to share what I know and share good products with the rest of the people that were just like me starting out. That's very yeah, cool. and and it shows in the in the breadth of products too, because you've got all kinds of of cool blends and and the right woods out there um but what i wanted to talk about was you've got some new stuff going on and you've got some bourbon barrel chunks coming out right or are they launched yet yeah we're we're hoping to have those out uh early spring here it's something we've been working with a a uh, few distilleries down in Tennessee, and we're really, really excited about it. Bourbon's one of my favorite things, and, you know, we can capture some of that extra flavor from these freshly dumped uh, barrels. So they're going to be fresh, and then we're going we're gonna to process them up into wood chunks and package them up and get them out to market as fast as we can. Um, but it's going to give you another unique flavor. You know, they're all American white oak barrels. Um, they're single-use, and they've been charred on the inside, and they've been soaking up you know awesome bourbon for for years and years so it's going to give you a unique flavor and something we're excited about and we're looking forward to it a lot speaking of soaking up bourbon what are you drinking there nick uh because we heard something in the background (laughs) (laughs) well i'm a big fan of bourbon i'm having a nice glass of woodford reserve tonight and uh I figured if I'm coming on with you, I need to be loosened up a little bit. Well, in the beginning of the show, when I mentioned you coming on, Nick, I mentioned the uh, bourbon barrel wood chunks. And as soon as I said the word uh, bourbon, Andy just started salivating. It was. was, I'm like Pavlov's Pavlov's dog over there. there, Only Pavlov's (laughs) bourbon. (laughs) So, so what do what do you come up with some of these creative ideas? Well, I mean, it's it's all it's a combination of everything. It's something we, you try to bring something new. You try to, you know, continue to better your current product and you, you talk to people, you meet people, you see stuff on the internet and just, you know, any way to, to help out and, and do different things. We're all for that. So if it's a crazy idea, we're going to try it. You know, it may not work, but 
we're going to give it a shot anyways. And I'd seen out on the website, you were even starting to kind of branch out into pellets and, uh, talk to me a little bit about that because the, the process of, of making pellets has always been interesting to me. Yeah, that's something we were, we were working on and we're still trying to implement that. It's not fully up and going yet, but, um, at this time we're, we're working on, you know, there's some stuff behind the scenes going on there trying to get that up and going, but it is kind of a challenging process. It takes some specialized equipment to make a quality pellet and, uh, we're not going to do something that's, that's, you know, inferior quality. So it's something that's taken us a little time, but we're working through it. Yeah. yeah and it, you it, meant- I was going to say, if Andy's helping you out, he's going to make you do bourbon pellets. I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, we can, we can <laughs> absolutely go right to the, right to the barrels and uh, fix that problem. Right. No, that's, uh, the, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was something we were talking about off the air and that was, uh, potentially doing these cocktail kits for smoke cocktails. You mentioned checking out the, the internet and kind of trying to maximize product value. I mean, smoking cocktails has been kind of a new thing recently and you see it pop up on the internet. Talk to me about what you guys are going to be doing there. Yeah. So what we figured out is when we sift all of our wood chips, we create these small, it's not quite sawdust size. It's just a little bit bigger, um, so we actually separate that from our bag so it doesn't fill up with dust and things like that. So we get this end product that is just perfect for, uh, smoking cocktails or even, you know, different foods like cheeses and stuff. Um, they make these kits that you can create smoke with a butane torch and you can sit your glass over it and whisk your whiskey inside of it and give it that extra element of smoke. And, uh, you know, people like me and Andy really think that's cool. So yeah, that's we're, great. uh, we're getting, we're getting, that's another thing we're working on and hopefully we'll have that out uh, before long as well. Well, and you mentioned that, that, uh, size of the, of the byproduct, if you will. And so, I, I mean, I think we call those fines sometimes they're not quite sawdust, but they're, um, smaller than the, the small chips. They actually, that yeah. is a, that is really a perfect size for some of those smoking gun type tools as well. Uh, we're talking with Nick Broughton from Chigger Creek Wood Products and just talking a little bit about some of the cool uses. And I think that's a really, you know, one of the other things that people talk about all the time or, or, you know, utilizing every bit of the product that you've got out there. So to be able to take something that would have been a throwaway and, and the fact that you're taking it out of the bags is, you know, hopefully everybody caught that because if you if you buy a bag of chips and you get a quarter cup of, of sawdust or fines in the bottom of your bag, you know, that's that's never good. That's not helping you with your Is that like so, getting a bag of potato chips and there's nothing but crumbs at the bottom and a lot of air at the top? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, Nick, I have to tell you a quick little funny story. There's a, a local place that used to be a barbecue joint, but now it's kind of a bar restaurant, but they still do some barbecue and it's very good. And I went in one night and I played the, well, you know, I'm the host of Barbecue Radio Network card and literally showed him my card. And <laughs> so the bartender, she was really sweet and she goes well you need to have one of our smoked cheesecakes which at first i thought is this going to be good is it going to be bad it was delicious but is that kind of some of the smoked ideas that you can do with your products nick absolutely i mean the the possibilities are endless you know i mean we've even made uh smoked ice before where you can smoke some water and then you freeze it in ice cube trays and you can put that in your whiskey glass 
Um, I mean, you can do just about anything. Lots of folks will do, you know, cold smoked cheese and have a smoke generator. And that's another good use for chips or even these smaller fines that we were talking about. Um, so you can do it right in the kitchen. They make all kinds of products, um, for the, you know, like inside yeah, the kitchen the, use. The smoked well. ice and is really smokers. cool. I've actually tried that and, uh, it works out great, but we've got about two minutes here, just under two minutes. Give me your favorite cocktail because you're smoking ice. You've got bourbon in your glass. <laughs> I need to know what your favorite uh, cocktail is that you're making with the smoked uh, cocktail kit. I'm a big fan of old, old fashions. And if we can smoke that and, and have the orange peel and some bitters in there. And then another little thing I like to do is there's a brand of cherries called Luxardo cherries. Yes. And they are the best cherries to put in your whiskey drink. If you put them in there, by the end of your drink, you got a nice little treat. And, I mean, that's just the epitome of, of drinking good quality bourbon. Yep. And those cherries are also the byproduct of producing that Luxardo liqueur. So so it's a great use go. of a byproduct there as well. <laughs> By the way, I want to congratulate you, Nick, on telling about all that because I literally looked over and saw Andy drooling on his notes. <laughs> so he's gone from Pavlog dog to just drooling, just drooling, talking we're about that. We're going to have to do this in person next time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, we'll make a road trip to Macon, Missouri. Maybe, 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 I, can get, yeah, you're welcome. maybe I can get another comedy show there. I, I've been thrown out of comedy shows in bigger towns than that, so I have no problem with that. that that's a great little Absolutely. area there, Half by the way. Pit will travel. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we've been talking with Nick Broden, um, returning guest, just some great products. We you know, one of the one of the goals of this show, Nick, is to take people to another level of backyard barbecuing. And that's what your products do. It's not just a plain old hamburger or steak. So check out Trigger Creek Wood Products at triggercreek.com. That's trigger triggercreek.com. You can get them online, you can get them at stores, you can get them all over the place. Next segment coming up we're going to talk to Andy about injecting stuff we're going to be talking about injecting stuff just injection yeah, all kinds of stuff coming up next right here on Barbecue Radio Network You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on Barbecue Radio Network. Barbecue shout-out goes to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pits Smokers. Check them out, oldhickorypits.com. They've got Old Hickory Pits, wood-burning barbecue pits, commercial and now residential smokers. And our weekly radio station barbecue shout-out goes to WBQO 93.7. When you need to know Brunswick, Georgia, check them out at WBQO937.com. Thank you so much for being a part of Barbecue Radio Network. Time now for our barbecue product spotlight, and I kind of think Andy's going to be tying all kinds of stuff into one whole segment. That's right. Well, that's what I try and do. I mean, well, I try and make everything relevant. <laughs> I don't know if it if works. We start ma- I don't know if it Listen, works. if we start making sense on this show, it's going to confuse the listeners, and they will like, what did I tune into? So, where, where were you on the ice fishing segment last <laughs> week? Oh, there we go. There we go. Man, he's going back two weeks and just, uh, okay. So, my product that I wanted to talk about today is is actually a meat injector. And my thought process here was you wanted to talk about injecting stuff. Yeah, well, that's a technical term. That's a technical term. Yes. And, you know, there's lots of ways to do that, whether you go all the way back to like the Ron Popeil days when you had the injector that you could inject whole cloves of garlic and stuff right into your roast. Does that work? It, you know, it kind of did but okay. uh, just using a knife and sliding the garlic in is it actually works better but, okay you know you've got uh just regular kitchen style injectors which look like a, a syringe right mm-hmm. um but that's what make, i always think of when you say injectors that's what i think of the, so that's and those are fine they're they don't hold quite as much so you're constantly going back to the cup or the jar to refill right. um and then they have what's like a, a spitcock style injector or a pistol grip style injector. And, th- and so that's typically what I suggest people get for injecting meat. Uh, and there's a couple out there. Butcher's Barbecue makes a great pistol grip injector. Um, and then there's also Oklahoma Joe's makes one that is designed to actually pull liquid from the bottle so that you don't have to go and refill it at all. Those are It's kind of neat too, but that would be... What I would say your your product that you want to get is 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 a trigger pistol grip style injector. Okay, I uh, have a stupid question. Use. First of many. So is that thing kind of like you know a caulking gun when yes. you're working on the house? Is that is that similar to that? Looks like a miniature version of that. And instead of where you put the caulk in, you've got a you know an injector head that screws into that. Okay. But it's got a grip just like your caulk gun. Okay. We're going to record that as not as stupid of a question as, as I thought it was, just, just <laughs> for those of you keeping score at home. Anyway. Not stupid at all. <laughs> so you wanted to talk about injecting stuff. What was your question? What okay. Do you wanna... Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> because we could go so many ways here, Do not Dave. Do not amuse T-Bone. Okay. So let's say, let, let's, let, let's start with brisket. Okay. Okay. And you want to, I mean, you could just, you know, put this in here, but you want to take it to another level. All right. So this is a great, great tee up there. So let's talk about what injection does first. So when you're injecting something, you could do one of two things or two things. Uh, Injection is going to add moisture. Right. And it can add flavor. Right. So depending on the cut of meat you've got, and so you started with a brisket, if I've got a really lean brisket that's small and doesn't have that nice fat striation in it or a nice fat cap on it. So it's going to be it's going to be tough. 
It could be tough, and I want to inject number one for moisture content because it'll be dry because there's no mm-hmm. fat to render into it, right? It. So I'm going to make sure that I've got something that is going to add a lot of moisture to the meat. And then, again, if it's kind of thinner and it's not a great piece of meat, I might want to add flavor. So I could take some rub or some beef stock or something that has flavor in it, and when I inject that, it's going to add that flavor to the meat. So... If I'm injecting something, it's because I want to do one of those two things. I want to add moisture or add flavor. Now, there are ways to add tenderness as well. You mentioned a tough cut of meat. Right. So, and I I know we're going to jump. I'm jumping ahead to next week a little bit. But there is something called phosphate. And we can talk about this with, with Dave next week, too. But phosphate's not, denatured not, protein. Not host Dave. Not host Dave. Hey, yes, Dave. I'm right here. <laughs> oh, my God, you are. Sorry, again. Again, didn't think you were listening. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't until that last moment. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, can, we can take that phosphate and it denatures protein, which creates tenderness because it, it takes the protein and breaks it down. So you can create tenderness in an injection, too. Okay. But that's so. So if I'm taking that brisket, I typically will use about one ounce of liquid per pound of meat. Okay. Is kind of what my goal for injecting is to get the right amount of added moisture into the meat. Okay, that to me seems like a lot. Is that not a lot, or is that? I mean, obviously that's what you well, want to go for. But think it seems about like- it in terms of the whole brisket. So if I have a 12 pound brisket okay. that I start with, right? And I trim some of the fat off and okay. I end up. Okay, yeah, by the time sounds, I trim it down, maybe right. it's nine pounds. Okay. So that's about a cup so, of injection. Okay, that's not as much into. as I was thinking. Yeah. So about so, a cup. So are you are you looking for like an ounce per pound? Yeah. An ounce per and, pound. And and that's what you what pack. you're injecting. So like if yes. you got a nine pounder, uh you got nine ounces, so one ninth here, one ninth there, and just yeah. kind of work your way around. You that, got it. That, that's what I told him. Were you not paying attention? <laughs> and, and here's, i'm sorry i wasn't listening you were talking here's, and the beauty of it is you don't have to do the math if you don't want to because if you over inject it's just going to go pouring out everywhere the mm-hmm. more liquid you put into that meat eventually it's just going to start oozing out okay so you can't really over inject you'd just be wasting your injection and if you so, under inject you, you maybe have sacrificed a little bit of flavor and, and moisture yeah but it, again, it's not rocket science. It's not going to hurt you if you if you don't get it as full as you could, and it's not going to hurt you if you over inject and it oozes out a little bit. Okay, so I was reading about this product that you might might have heard of. I don't know. It's called Smoke on Wheels Pork Marinade and Injection in sixteen ounce. Let me read the whole thing because <clears throat> Andy sent it over to me. This award-winning <laughs> marinade will take oh. all your pork butts to the next level, developed to win barbecue contests. It adds flavor and tenderness to your slow-smoked barbecue. So let's talk about it. This is pork marinade. So let's yes. talk about this a little bit. So again, the whole ounce per pound type of a scenario, I, I really, when I thought about sizing that, bottle out it was really around you you when you buy a pork butt you usually get a pair of them from okay. uh you know they come in a two in a cryovac if you will and they're usually about eight pounds a piece so that gives me enough product to to inject into them and that particular product has salt and sugar in it so now this is like is this like coming in a jar 
Yes. And so you just have to load it up and, I mean, it's ready to go, right? Yeah, you just inject and go. Yeah, so you don't have to mix it yourself. You don't have to yeah. do anything. Some genius, I'm guessing some genius put this together. <laughs> Yeah, to make it as flavorful. But I mean, seriously, especially if you're starting out and you're not quite sure what to inject in, in something like that. With, with is it mostly pork butts, or what else would you use it so on? So I I inject ribs with it. Okay. I marinate my chicken wings with it oh. because uh, if you think about a good hot wing, that that injection has chipotle in it. It's got brown sugar. Nothing it's got apple worse cider than a dry, dry wing. I mean, just a dry nothing to it. But it adds it adds flavor. Yes. And so that's for my for a hot wing. I like to have that earthy, smoky chipotle flavor in the wing, and then you put your hot on the mm-hmm. outside too. I, so for me, I it's almost my favorite on on chicken wings. Now with ribs, how do how do you inject it in ribs? In between the bones. Okay. Just kind of st- right from the so right from the end of the bone, you take that injector needle and go in about halfway, and as you push, you just pull the injector out, and the the meat will well up in between the bones. Really? Oh yeah. You want to talk about a flavor bomb that creates a flavor bomb? See, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've had it or if I had it and I didn't know it. To be honest with you. And you can just marinate something like a slab of ribs that has a lot of surface area for the meat because it's thin meat and it goes over that long distance. You can marinate that as well. The other thing, and we didn't say this, injection is really good for big cuts like briskets and pork butts and those things because it'll let you penetrate all the way to the center of that roast. Mm -hmm. So in addition to adding that moisture, you get to add that moisture and flavor all the way into the middle of a big cut of meat that sounds really really good well we want to again thank nick broughton for being on the show you can check him out at sugarcreek.com also our february barbecue sauce wow this came up again smoke on wheels go figure pork (laughs) marinade and injection 16 ounces and this stuff is really really good next week we've got dave busca coming on from butcher's barbecue we're gonna be talking about barbecuing on a budget coming up future guest steve reichland from pbs fame excited about that myron mixon having he's a returning guest right yes every no first time for executive producer t-bone and smoke on wheels pitmaster annie groneman i'm dave kais thank you so much for tuning in and happy barbecuing You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667.